Four things a man must learn to do if he would make his life more true. To think without confusion clearly, to love his fellow men sincerely, to act from honest motives purely, to trust in God and heaven securely. Coaches, how are you? This is Coach Kevin Furtado. I'm the head girls basketball coach at Lake Oconee Academy in Greensboro, Georgia. Welcome to episode 12 of the Championship Vision Podcast. Today, we are interviewing Coach Randy Kaufman. He's the head girls basketball coach at Lakeway Christian Academy in White Pine, Tennessee. His career record in girls basketball coaching is 480 and 172. He has eight district titles, four region titles, six state tournament appearances, three state titles in a row, back-to-back national titles, eight-time District Coach of the Year, two-time USA Today State Coach of the Year, two-time National Coach of the Year. Last three seasons, he's 102-5 and while playing a national schedule. His teams have won 70 straight state games. Coaches, let's welcome Mr. Randy Kaufman, head girls basketball coach at Lakeway Christian Academy. Coaches, here is a quick timeout by two of our sponsors. Dr. Dish Basketball is an accelerating player performance with the most innovative game scenario training solution available, allowing coaches and players to build their legacies faster than ever before by providing the most usable and advanced shooting machine, integrated training management system, and a vast library of complete workouts and drills. Dr. Dish Basketball has become the preferred source for basketball training with progressive coaches and players. Championship Vision believes in Dr. Dish Basketball. Championship Vision website. I would like to thank championshipvision.org for supporting our podcast. If you want to improve your game as a coach, you find the great resources at championshipvision.org. The five players on the floor function as one single unit. Team, 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 right? No one more important than the other. Hi, Randy. All right, man, we're going to give it a go again. Yeah, I, I was talking yesterday, uh, Randy um, Montgomery. We had a, a couple issues, and it could be just maybe the long distance. He's actually from Ohio. But um, I apologize. I actually adjusted my Wi-Fi a little bit to a different one to make sure we get it. Hey, Coach, okay. if you don't mind, just kind of tell us a little bit about your background and people who have had an impact on, on you, and I appreciate you being patient with me. Yeah, no worries, man. I'm a, a college baseball player by trade, played every sport in high school. Um, one of the first college graduates, in fact, the first college graduate from my family. Uh, graduated from Union University. It's a private NAIA school here. They uh, had an outstanding baseball program. And, um, you know, for me, um, so I knew that sports was going to be a part of my future. And, you know, for me to, to have sports allow me the outlet to make the living that I've made, I've always kind of wanted to share that with other kids and give them that same opportunity that, that I've had. So, you know, one of the great, one of, one of my, you know, people say, Hey, you did this, you did that, that, you know, the things that are important to me, I've, I've had 58 kids that have signed college scholarships for me. And, uh, you know, that's kind of been, you know, that that really has been the best the best thing that that I've been able to accomplish. There's other things that people say, "Hey, you did this, you did that," but to know that I've had the opportunity for kids to share what what I've been able to share and see different parts of the world because of sports and the impact they've had on me, that's been great. Yeah, and it, it, you said a key word. I, I use it a lot around my coaches and so forth. Is impact. I mean, it's not even influence. I mean. You have impact on these kids for really the rest of their lives. Um, got some great jobs. I mean, and and coach, I don't remember my teachers. I remember my coaches. What about you? Well, it's the same way, you know. And uh, I can go back and think about my my high school baseball coach. He was half crazy, and uh, but he always kept us loose, and uh, but he was always intense. And I've always 
I've always tried to be the guy that has it's kind of taken from you know, and we all do that as coaches. We're going to take a little bit from it. You know, for for Coach Sykes there at, at Jackson Northside in Tennessee, he was that guy. He was he was very loose and was a player's coach, but at the same time, he was very intense in his actions. And uh, I think that it really caught. Still there. Yeah, go ahead, Coach. Um, yeah, yeah and, uh, you know, but, you know, there there have been other coaches too that have been impactful. You know, and then as I got out in the coaching profession, you know, you start looking uh, at, at those guys that have been successful on the biggest stages, and you kind of try to shape, you know, what you want to do, um, you know, in your coaching philosophy around some of those. But there's certainly not any one. Um, when I think back to high school coaches that have had influence on me, uh, Butch Hopkins, eight nine hundred game winner on the on the high school level, he gave me my first shot uh, at the high school level. And, uh, you know, it's very impactful on me. And the fact that he taught me the uh, importance of skill development with kids and uh, really taught me spacing and skill set. And, uh, you know, he, he, he was always one of those coaches that could make the most out of the least. And I always respected that about him. Yeah. You know what? I need, I need to get him on the podcast because – I don't have a lot of talent and I'm always, I'm always trying to get the best out of what we have. Um, and I always admire coaches like that. Um, well, Butch was, Butch was, uh, was really big on, in, uh, in, in ISO and kids in spots that were allowed them to be successful. And I, I told him all along after I'd been with him for about two years, I said, you know, if I'd have known what I know now, Three years ago, I'm not sure if I'd have had to go through that 13 and 12 year. That year may not have happened because I did have a kid that could shoot it a little bit. So, yeah, you know, you have those you have those people that influence you. And you know, the great thing is Butch still reaches out today, uh, and you know, hey, how are things going? And uh, and I still reach toward him. You know, when I have questions about about various things because I respect his opinion. And he's a mentor. Absolutely. Yeah, and I tell you, I love that. I think I think. I don't know if enough coaches have those. I know I have quite a few that I can rely on. Now, where, where does he coach at? Did you mention the school yeah, or? Yeah, Butch has been retired now. Um, he's he's out of the the realm. He he's been a program builder, and uh, he's he's tackled that three different jobs. He's been very successful, and he's mainly been in the in the boys' game. Uh, hasn't, okay. been, hasn't reached a whole lot in the girls' game. Um, you know, when I think back to people that have been big influences on me in the girls game. You know, one of the first names that comes to mind is Rick Ensel at, uh, at Middle Tennessee State University. Former yeah. Yeah. Of Shelbyville High School. Um, just a, a great, uh, a great system coach. Yeah. Keep going, coach. Yeah. And, and, and Rick was, Rick's one of those guys that, that, uh, you know, again, a lot of the things that, that Coach Hopkins had, you know, those were things that were important to to Coach Ensel as well. You know, he was very good at isolating kids in space and, and letting them be successful. And, um, you know, he was able to adapt. I mean, when you win at the consistent level that he has, it's, it's just been tremendous. Uh, he's always been a giver to me, and uh, that, that I've always respected uh, a great deal. And, you know, if I've had to make a big decision – whether it was coming to Lakeway, he was one of the first guys I called. Hey, look, man, I, you know, what do you think about this, coach? Because this this opportunity's now in front of me, and um, so not only you know in the in the coaching or the X's and O's, but also in you know just decision making things. Those people that are that you know that that have been influential to you, you, you kind of want to know you know how they feel in other parts of your life too. Yeah, that's so true, and I I think what happens with a lot of young coaches, they come in. You know, with, you know, a lot of, they, I don't think they, they think they have it all. Uh, and they find out later on that, I mean, it, it takes a lot of mentors to kind of help you guide along the way. Some of you can share with, um, and I got, I got some guys out here. You might even know this guy, uh, Gene Durden from Buford High School in, in Atlanta. Have you ever heard of him? Yes, absolutely. Very well respected. 
Yeah, he's coming to my clinic I have out here. And, of course, Randy, I got to get you out here, man. I mean, I think you would be awesome, but I know you're tied up. But uh, we have it every year in September. But Gene is unbelievable. I can call him up right now, Randy, and he would just share with me. I can go to his practices anytime. And uh, he's truthful, and I like that about him. Well, you know, those are the guys that that are, are going <clears throat> that you're going to remember. And they're going to tell you where they're going to give you uh, they're going to give you practical advice in, in, in various, you know, parts of your life or parts of your program. Um, and, and certainly Coach Ansel's been, you know, one of those mentors to me. Randy, what about uh, – I really want to pick your brain on building a program, and I've done it quite a few times at really small schools. Um, and, I, and I've had pretty good success with that. What's your goals for going in the lake, um, Lakeway here? What are some of your top three – goals that kind of get established early well you know it, it's funny you ask that because we were just sitting here with my assistant coach who uh, I think number one you've got to get some great people around you and I you know I, I think that that's that's got to be a high priority they've got to be people who are bought in they've got to be people who are um, who are, are 100% trustworthy and loyal and, you know, they've got to be knowledgeable. I, I'm not a guy that, that thinks that I know or conquered this game of basketball. Um, there are going to be things that come up, and I certainly want people around me that are that are smarter than me, uh, so to speak, in, in, in different areas and, uh, and, and yet different at the same time. And, you know, I've been very fortunate here at Lakeway that that's been, that's been uh, you know, that's been taken care of. Uh, got a great coach as an assistant, been a high school head coach for a number of years been very successful and I have a middle school coach who is um, uh, who's been very tied into the AAU basketball community and um, she's coached the middle school age kids and it's a female you know I, I think that's really important too coach in the women's game that that we have you know that view uh, going both ways to the players and to the coaches I think you're right I think I have always trying to get a good female coach I think we think as guys, we sometimes as guys, we we really don't understand the female brain. I think you got to have a female role model. I mean, what, what's your what's your opinion on that? Oh, there's no question. And and you know, Whitney is uh, Whitney Nichols is so good for us. Um, she is one who's done it on the high stage. And I'm going to age myself a little bit, but you know, Whitney, I coached against Whitney. I remember as a player, and I'm going now. You know, you know, the thing really come full circle here. She is married with a kid. And now she's in our, you know, in our program here at Lakeway. And, and she's going to do great things with our young kids. She's very patient with them, uh, but she's also stern. And she's a great uh, people person. And she's a great, uh, you know, skill developer. And I, I don't think you can ask any more out of a middle school coach than that. Um, and then, you know, like, like I told you earlier, the hiring of Justin Combs was big for us. Uh, a guy that does a great job on both sides of the ball, but – but certainly on the defensive side, he's got ideas that are a little bit different than mine. And, uh, you know, we're able to share those ideas. And then hopefully we're – Go ahead, Coach. Can you hear me? Coach, hey, Rand. man, you mad at me? No, not at all. Man. I'm, I'm frustrated. <laughs> I take technology sometimes. Uh, I moved. I actually went to the elementary classrooms, and uh, she let me use her uh, her classroom. Okay, man, I'm walking outside to try to make sure we don't get jacked up again. <laughs> um, you know, it's uh, really when I know if it, it's, it's out of state possibility but you know it's just something those things you just gotta you gotta work through right and you're yeah man uh you mentioned before about career development you mentioned some neat everyday i'll tell a little bit about about the yeah can you hear me okay coach yeah i great okay well you know i was just saying that that the area there at riverdale is really uh it's unique in it's um just it's it's complexity and it's 
it's love for women's basketball. And I'll be honest with you, I think a lot of that is because of uh, the influence that Coach Ensel's had in that area. Right. Uh, you know, he had such great success. Probably the one of the greatest and most storied high school women's programs in, in the country at Shelbyville. I mean, their success speaks for itself. I mean, it's crazy. I, I wouldn't even want to say how many state championships they won, you know, besides national championships. And then he's taken that winning tradition to – to uh, the bigger stage, to the collegiate level at MTSU. And, uh, you know, so that area is just a hotbed. And uh, it, from an economic standpoint, it's also, uh, you know, there's a lot of affluent two-parent homes. And I think when you have that, you've got two working parents that are making good money, and they're going to do what they can to uh, nurture their child's uh, interest in whatever that is. And, you know, on the girls' side, it's basketball in that area. Yeah, and Tennessee's always known. I mean, really throughout the whole state, you guys are known for for really, I mean, well schooled basketball players. I mean, is that is that a is that a myth or is really that true? Well, it's crazy. We we sat down last year. I think in our district, uh, the the last ten state champions have come out of our district, and um, you know, in, in any one game, uh, we we can. I think last year there were twenty one Division one girls basketball players in the district not the region not the area yeah literally in your district and uh it's that way in every sport you know it's it's that way in baseball it's that way on the boys basketball side it's just a a really hotbed for athletics in uh in the state of tennessee you know like you said there's good basketball in east tennessee where i'm at right here there's some great players and some great programs and and uh but that area is just – it's like people have permeated to that area, and they just kind of – it's like a melting pot of many, many different areas. It's the second fastest growing uh, area in the country, not in the state, and uh, in that Murfreesboro area. Uh, in fact, they're opening a brand-new high school that's going to have 2,000 students in it. Um, it's opening up next year. There will be nine, eight high schools – in that county that all have 2000 plus students in them. So, and that's, that's not counting. There's a double A school there and there's three private schools there and one single A school. So, I mean, the area is just, is booming. Yeah. It's a great, a great area. Um, when you say, um, when you say you've got a, you had a good feeder program, we had a great middle school program there. Absolutely did. And there was some good coaching down there. Uh, but in that area, uh, there was really no true feeder to Riverdale, and that's kind of different. Uh, I've been at just which I'm sure you're at right now. You kind of know what your fourth grade looks like, or your yes. fifth or your sixth graders look like. Okay, Riverdale's not like that. It, that's different. At Dyersburg, I knew who my sixth grade was. I knew that the you know the 2022 team was going to hit people in the mouth. Uh, the 2023s weren't going to be as strong. In 2026, we we're going to have a chance again. You know, you kind of knew, but at, in that area, people will, you know, it, it's not like that. It's different. Uh, and um, there was, you know, Christiana Middle, I got 90% of those kids there came to Riverdale. Uh, but there were some that went to Blackman. Uh, Rockville, Rockville Middle School was a feeder to Riverdale. 75% of those kids went to Blackman High School, who was, you know, former state champ there. 25% came to me. Uh, then there was uh, Whitworth Buchanan Middle School, another big, beautiful middle school, lots of kids, but half went to me. So there was not that that sense of community and small-time sense of pride. Those things weren't present, you know, from a, from a K-12 through standpoint in that area like you would find at my former school, Dyersburg, or, you know, the culture that we want to build here at Lakeway. Right. And it sounds like you missed that. I, there's no question I did, you know. Yeah. You, you kind of, I don't know, you know, you get drawn toward uh, seeing your sixth grade come in and, you know, you know what, man, these two kids have got a great chance to be really good and you just want to try to nurture those talents. And uh, it, nothing wrong with Riverdale. I loved my kids there. I loved my players there. I loved the – the school, there was a lot of school spirit there at the high school level. But 
the the sense of loyalty to a school was not present in that area for anyone. That that was kind of different for me. Yeah. So were kids actually moving from school to school or, or, or um, what was, I, I think so, you know, a little bit, you know, they, they, there would be that, but, but, but even likewise, lines were lines in that County. Right. So if, if you're, you know, you may go to Christiana middle, but if you said I had kids that literally wanted to come to Riverdale that were two streets from the line and they <laughs> went to Blackman or they went to Eagle or they went somewhere else. Yeah, and without a without a bona fide sale of a house and to buy a new one, they weren't coming to Riverdale. No matter you know how much they liked our program or what we were trying to do there, so that that dynamic was was a little bit different. It was just a little bit different. Uh, what's interesting is um, it sounds like there was a lot of talent in your district, but somehow you got your program going in the right direction. So what, what do you think was the key to that? I mean, was it skill development? Was it your players were more team oriented? You did, you did something right. That's what I want to pick your brain on. How did yeah. you separate, how did you separate yourself? Well, let, let's just say this, that Riverdale was there before Randy Kaufman was there. And so I'm not going to sit here and, and big thing up about who I am or what I did. That was not the case. Riverdale was the number one girls job in the state of Tennessee. And I could have stayed at, at Dyersburg and been a happy little camper doing my thing. But there was one job that would intrigue me enough to leave. And that was Riverdale because of its storied success, because of the support there. Uh, so, you know, let's, I mean, I, I just want to be clear with that, that that this is not something that Randy Kaufman built there. This was something that, that, came to be there from 2007 to now they've won seven state titles it's <laughs> pretty good record yeah, yeah. So they won in 7 10 12 and 13 before i got there and uh, Corey barrett uh won a state title in 2013 and a national championship in 2013 right so there's been three national titles that have been won there at riverdale wow uh, it's just a high profile school that's a public school that has a great uh, student body involvement, uh, the, you know, in regards to like pep rallies off the chain. It's the craziest thing you've ever seen. I mean, it's 2,000 kids going absolutely berserkoid, but doing it in the most organized manner you've ever seen. Um, and that's that school spirit, uh, you know, it drew kids there. And then the fact that Riverdale was, was, uh, was able to play a national schedule along with play for a state title. I think all those things were alluring to many people. Yeah, and that I tell you, schools should need to be going on that campus and trying to say, "Hey, how can we build this culture, or at least get some ideas?" I mean, it sounds I, I, right. You got you you definitely um, made me think. I need to take a visit over there and just kind of see, you know, how they're building that culture. Coach, you mentioned one thing. I'm at a K twelve charter public school. We have a lottery system here where you know we can't, you know, we just can't bring in players. But I love it. If it's simple, it's I teach K-5 elementary PE. And I, I, I have access to these kids from K to 12. Is that what you're looking for? And it sounds like you're looking more for the family atmosphere. Well, I, I think as much as anything, just the, the, the having the ability to be able to, um, number one, you've got to have an administration, I think, that's going to allow you to, have input into the program K through 12. And it sounds like you've got that, you know, where you're at. I think that that's key to me and, and what I'm trying to do at uh, here at Lakeway. But, you know, outside of that, just having the opportunity to, uh, to decide how you want to move forward with your program. A little bit, you're getting to teach skill. You're getting to teach, uh, you know, system as, fifth and sixth graders right. before they ever get to your middle school. And so that, that, you know, that is just a, it, it's a great, it's a great thing. It, it's something that I've done. I've been, I've been fortunate to get to be a part of at three different schools. And uh, you know, the opportunities here at Lakeway with the administration that we have, with the support that we have, 
uh, I think it's just going to be a, it's it's really going to be a win win for us. Yeah, it sure sounds like that. I mean, you're in the right. You're in a great situation, and it sounds like they the school has hired some great like. Uh, I think your boys coach, uh, is it Curtis Staples? Is that right? I mean, you got some good coaches there. Yeah, Curtis, I mean, I mean, how does it get any more high profile than that? These guys asked me, I said, man, I don't even know why y'all hired me. I mean, I'm not even close to that. <laughs> I'm just a yeah. hardworking coach from from Middle Tennessee via West <laughs> Tennessee that, that grinds. And, you know, here's Curtis Staples played in the NBA. He was one of the greatest shooters in the ACC in the history of the league. Yeah. Uh, played overseas for a number of years and and great greatly connected. He he was at a a prep school there in Virginia for uh, a number of years and won a couple state titles there. Was always in the mix for a state championship, uh, whether he won it or not. I think last year they got beat in the Final Four game. So uh, just an outstanding coach that's had uh, the ability to be able to influence some kids in a positive way and and again get to do what what I you know what I what I feel like is very important to me and that's getting kids opportunities to play at the next level. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Hey coach, I stole one of your quotes. I love it. I used it the other day, actually on a podcast, uh, win to earn, lose to learn. I love that. Um, tell me a little bit about that. It's a great, I mean, it has a lot to say about, um, you were in a situation where you didn't lose that often, but you actually, um, I love how you're a teacher. I think you lost to a, a team from out of state, I think it was, and the, the girls really got something out of that. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, I, you know, and I'm, I'm not sure exactly which game you're referring to. But we, we were we were very successful at Riverdale. We were very talented at Riverdale. Uh, we were a little different in that we had to teach system. We had to teach uh, sharing. We had to teach, uh, you know, some things that we had to teach uh, – well, virtually eight Division One kids how to to share the ball and that it was okay for, you know, for each of us to shoot it 15 times and that that would make us ridiculously effective. And, you know, those things went on, you know, there in, in our program. But, uh, you know, the the whole uh, atmosphere uh, around around that type of, of athlete is, is so different than than others because i mean i'll be honest with you there's there's a lot of big egos out there and there's a lot of parents that that really love their division one kid the most and so you know teaching teaching share and you know big concepts for us were were assists you know we felt like if we got 20 assists that the other team's in trouble uh we were big on the one more pass we want to we want to we want to share it one more we want to throw the ball forward. You know, we want to take care of the basketball. We want to value the basketball. So there were lots of things that, you know, were program-esque to, to what we were doing there that, you know, can be keys to success anywhere. You know, I told somebody here, I said, we're going to play fast here at Lakeway too. Now, it might be because we don't want to turn the ball over because we if we shoot it quick, we won't have time to turn it over. But, uh, you know, so there's different – I guess there's different viewpoints to – to everything, you know, and, and how you view it and how you look at it. But, you know, when you look back at, you know, when you win, you earn, you lose, you learn. We, it's crazy because I literally just said that to about 40 of our athletes yesterday. Uh, I, I teach I teach physical education. I have all the high school athletes in our – in my PE sports block where we do a little fitness training and whatnot. And, you know, it, it's culture-esque. This school has been – used to being a whipping stone for people around here and that culture is hard to change just like winning culture is hard to change uh, i'd venture to say there were games we walked in the gym and when we walked in and it said riverdale we won uh, i'll just be real uh likewise uh, you know it's hard to break it's hard to change culture when it's the reverse of that and that's kind of where we're at right here and that's a great challenge for me uh we're building a brand new school you know, Lakeway, Lakeway Christian Academy is being built as we speak. We won't be in that building until 2019. But this year we're all being housed in our <laughs> primary school, which was known as Cornerstone Christian Academy. Mm-hmm. And Cornerstone will be our feeder elementary school when the new building opens. They'll be our K-5 feeder. But they've literally had some – they've fielded some middle school and high school teams here to – Lakeway becoming coming into existence so uh they've been on the schedule but it's been more of a social 
type thing with sports than it has been competitive. Right. And so that that culture, you know, again, hard to change, hard to change a winning culture, hard to establish. It kind of goes both ways. So like I told them, yeah, we can celebrate. At the end of the day, turn the scoreboard on. They didn't turn it on by accident. <laughs> At some point, you know, you got to decide that that thing up there does matter, and it's not okay to just be close because just close is, well, that's first loser. That's second. And so it's it's just we have to continue to talk to these kids daily about the competitive side of it and the competitive nature that we have to have. And we have to decide that this group that we have right now is going to be the group that lays down the foundation of a winning culture, a winning attitude, uh, a winning school. And it's going to happen because of them, not because they sat back and just continued to be a part and be accepting of where the school was prior to. Yeah, that's your uh, that's your legacy team, right? I mean, that, that's Man, a team. I, yeah, I mean, that's um, I can relate to that, Randy, because uh, we just graduated our first class here last year and we started a varsity program two years ago. Um, and um, what but I'm telling you, I'm having a I have more fun, you know, kind of building a program from scratch and you're doing the same thing. Well, it's, it's a great challenge. And, you know, uh, it, I knew, I knew a couple things. I knew number one, we were not leaving Riverdale in a bad spot. So I wasn't running because there wasn't talent at Riverdale. Right. You know, we, we'd won three state titles in a row. We won two national titles. You know, those things were great. Those were great experiences that I shared with some great kids. Um, just spoke with Brene Alexander, who's at Vanderbilt yesterday, uh, about, you know, where she's at and how great she looks. And, you know, she's in such great shape. I can't wait to watch her play uh, and whatnot. But, you know, uh, we, we gotta, we gotta, uh, you know, we gotta kind of dig, dig where we are right here and, and kind of lay our foundation down and, and we're going to do that. Uh, but uh, again, those things are hard. You know, like I said, you, you mentioned it, you, you win and you earn things and you lose and you learn things. And, and we just got to, we got to celebrate small victories, but we cannot be settled in that we're just going to be a losing culture in the what we're, we're glad we kind of got there. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm excited about it. I, I'm, I'll be honest. Yes. It really sounds like that's why I really wanted to talk to you. I, I think uh, I'm excited for you. I, I think it's going to be a great challenge for you. Uh, but I think you got, it sounds like you have good support there. Hey, talk to me a little bit about philosophy. Um, ours here is what we call fist. We call it our family integrity, service to others and toughness. And we, we really try to teach that every day to our kids. What are some things that some values that you try to teach? I think you already mentioned some, but what are your core values of your program? Man, what, what you just said, that's awesome. That's good stuff. Now, you, you know, I told you earlier, man, I, I'm, I'm willing to steal from somebody else that's done it and doing it well. So if that comes up, you see that around a lakeway, something on Google, you'll know. Ah, He's that's right. But that's yeah. yeah, that's good stuff. You know, I, I think that we just have to, and I and we talked. I talked with our my assistant Justin Combs about it just yesterday. We talked about the fact we have to feed these girls daily. We got to feed them. They they've got to be fed that we're going to be different and we're going to change and we're going to do it. We're going to do things in the right way. But I, I think it goes back to you when you start talking about philosophy, you know, of coaching you know, and, and, and of our program and what we want to try to establish here at Lakeway, obviously we want to do it the right way. We're, we're not trying for, for quick fixes. Uh, we understand that it's going to be a grind here and we're willing to, to put up the, the good fight. And uh, I think for us right now, we're trying to instill work ethic. Uh, I'm literally, as we stand right now, there's open gym going on in the gym right as I speak. My assistant coach is in there right now. They know gyms here. Uh, we're doing a skills academy on Fridays, and we do that for a couple hours yeah. on Fridays, and that's six through twelve. And uh, so we literally have uh, we have uh, we have our kids in there uh, on on Fridays, and we start again just letting just filling their ears full. It, probably information overload at this point, but you know what? You never know who's going to grasp what and when. So we're just going to continue to feed that to them daily we're going to feed them that you know that we're going to do things right that this is how fast we play this is the lakeway way this is how hard we go this is how fast we're going to play 
And, um, you know, so just changing those things. Uh, we started with uh, our system stuff three weeks ago. So tomorrow will be week three of that, of our skills academy. Uh, week four gets here, and we're going to have tryouts. And uh, at that time, there'll be skills academy kids that are going to uh, earn uniforms. And doesn't mean that if you're at skills academy, you can never get a uniform. Uh, certainly, we'll rotate some kids around based on merit and work ethic and who's stuck with it, that kind of thing. But there are going to be some that have put the time in already. I mean, I'm, as I'm sitting here right now with you, Coach, I'm watching one of our freshmen walk in who's a really nice player. He's got a chance to be really good. Uh, she's never been a part of anything like this. This is right. a kid that's been at Cornerstone. She's been at a Christian classical school that, uh, that like I said, it, it was a social club. And, you know, I'm just not wired that way. I'm not wired to just participate. You know, there, there are those leagues out there, and they're good for kids, no question. But we're going to build a program here that's going to produce college kids. We're going to play a national schedule here. We're going to be demanding of our kids. They're going to get those things that you're giving already, uh, Kevin, there at your school, you know, whether that be, uh, you know, integrity or that be hard work or if that be discipline, you know, all those things that, that uh, we as coaches get to affect kids with daily. Uh, we're, we're doing that as we speak, you know, and, and it's really a, it's really an exciting process to watch it start to kind of turn a little bit. You know, here we are six weeks into school and, and we're, we're starting to formulate those things. Coach, tell me about your skills Academy. Um, Cause a lot of my kids um, play fall. We're at a small school. They play all fall sports. Um, so do, are your kids playing fall sports or you have, you just, they're doing both. They're doing your skills Academy and, and fall sports? Well, every every Friday, uh, our volleyball team gets off, obviously, because that's a football day in the state of Tennessee. So yeah. even though we're not playing a varsity schedule yet, uh, they've still kind of conformed to that a little bit. So that off day has kind of been a day that I get to gym because we're literally sharing, sharing facilities right now. You want to talk about a challenge? This is a challenge. Middle <laughs> school, high school, elementary, one gym. But right. you know, we can see the big picture coming. Uh, but – uh, to make a long story short, I just went to the volleyball coach who's, you know, they're in season right now. I said, look, if you're okay with this, I am. If you're not, I'm okay with that too. But I'm going to be doing skills academies on on uh, Fridays. We're going to do it for uh, about 45 to 50 minutes of skill. And then about 45 to 50 minutes, we're going to keep the top 15 kids or so. And we're going to start teaching our system to those kids. So we started, you know, with how we're going to play fast. Uh, we're I'm a possession coach. Um, I'm into, we're going to play 75 possessions. We're going to try to play 25 possessions faster than anyone else does. So we have to teach our kids how to do that. That doesn't just happen by accident. So, you know, a lot of times I'll, I'll talk a hundred miles an hour and then, you know, talk a hundred miles an hour and then start the drill. And they're all kind of sitting around like, what did he just say? Uh, but yeah. again, I want them to think fast. I want them to listen I want us to have eye contact with me. I want everything in our practices to be faster than anyone else is doing it. And uh, so we kind of start gearing those kids that way. And we started that in our skills academy uh, with our top, you know, with our, with some of our highly advanced kids. It, it may be, a, it may be sixth and seventh graders. It might be sixth, seventh and eighth graders. It may be a great fifth grader. So we're not really making it age. You know, like we're not cutting it off. Say, okay, we need you sixth graders get out of the way. We're just taking the top kids that, that are, kind of catching it a little bit and what we're doing and showing improvement in those skills academies. Uh, got, uh, I think one thing that was important is we got some, we got some skills Academy shirts printed up that have got our, our school logo, which by the way, they did a great job with our logo. I mean, it's off the chain. Nice. And, and um, so we've got some skills Academy shirts. So they kind of got something to invest in a little bit. Hey man, I'm in skills Academy on Friday. This is what I do, you know, and those shirts then will turn into, shooting shirts and uh, for our elementary school when we get in the elementary leagues, you know, in, in a couple months. So, you know, it, it, we're just trying to kind of tie it all together that this is, you know, Cornerstone's a part of the Lakeway uh, school system, but we're really trying to make them understand that Lakeway is going to be different, that the culture is going to be different. It's going to be a competitive culture that's going to, and we're going to do it with Christian values. Yeah, I love that. And, and of course, you got access to all of them, don't you? I mean, I'm, I, I love the elementary league. I mean, I just, I love what you're doing. You're doing all, 
you're doing some great things. And I, I have access to all my kids here. Matter of fact, Randy, um, I have some great parents here. We run a, um, uh, our elementary league here. And uh, we're just in the kind of the phases now of getting that ready to rock and roll. We get started on that probably in about, uh, about three weeks or so. But isn't that fun, though? You get access to the little kids. Oh, yeah. And, and they started here. They called it BBT when I got here. So there was something that was kind of in place, but it was basketball training. And they busted them up into teams just here at Cornerstone. And uh, they did skill stuff. And then they had, I think they maybe played some games and whatnot. So there was there was something that was kind of here already. And so we kind of just tried to take off that a little bit and say, look, we're doing a skills academy. That's what we're doing. And then we're going to yeah. actually have an elementary league team in the, uh, in the Jefferson City School System's uh, elementary league over here that plays at one of the uh, community centers. And yeah. so we, we're just in the starting phases of that. Um, I, in fact, we're going to start – we're starting to bring our elementary kids in uh, on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 530. That'll start next week. And then I got to – you know, it goes right back to that. We got to find some people that we can trust that will be good coaching those teams. Those are going to be Saturday games. Uh-huh. And those Saturday games are, you know – with us playing a national schedule here are going to be some Saturday, you know, we're going to be tied up on some Saturdays. So it's going to be a, a big challenging, but you know, again, we got to find the right people. And if that means me starting slow with just one team with one fourth and fifth combined team this year and know that it's getting done the way we want it done, then, then that's, that's what we'll do this year. But uh, really excited about it. It, it. We've got some, some good little athletes in our school. We've, um, We've had a, we had a bump in enrollment here of over 100 kids this year, and uh, we anticipate that turning into a bump of about 100 to 150 kids when our $65 million campus opens up. <laughs> that always helps, right? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, can you send me kind of the structure of your elementary program? And uh, I'll be glad to share what we're doing. I'll, I always love to kind of study programs that are similar to us as far as, you know, K-12. Right. Um, if you have some just your structure of your program, I would love to send it. If you don't, I'd love to see it. If you don't mind, yeah, yeah, and and I'll be you know, and again, like I said, I, I can. It'll be more about what I've done in the past at other places because it's you know, what we're doing with our young kids is is literally on the front end stage. Uh, uh, but you know, it's got to be done. You know, for me, I've got to invest in those young kids. Those are those are what's going to continue on and allow you to sustain the level that you want to play at. So we're, we're excited about it. Be happy to share uh, what we're doing. It sounds like our schools are about the same size coach. Uh, uh, like when I, when I'm talking to you right now, I'm going, man, we got 425 kids K through 12. That's what we have right now in our building. Yeah. We're, we're, um, well, we're, we're bigger than that. We're, um, we're actually in green County, Georgia and our, the public school is actually, well, I mean, we're not, we're part of the public school system. We're basically, we're a chartered school in a small county. I mean, gotcha. It, gotcha. It, it, it's run like a private school, though. I mean, it's an unbelievable gotcha. place. Um, hey, Coach, tell me about, you already mentioned that you want to play fast, and I, I like to do the same. I want to hear about how you're teaching that uh, your system, whether that's man-to-man, you know, 2 one pressure, you know, uh, man-to-man full court, uh, what kind of fast break you have? How are you teaching your system? See, that's so that's so unique that you just asked that because uh, so many people say exactly what you just said, and it's not a cut to you by any means. But people that played Riverdale, that's what they say. Man, these guys press you. They're gonna do okay. We play fast with the ball in our hand, and I think that's something that was unique. It, it started with me in 2009. I graduated one that a six four that signed at Ole Miss. Uh, in 2007, and I went from – I went seven straight years with no bigs uh, at my former school at Dyersburg. And we said, look, we got to have a niche. There has to be something that makes us unique and different. And, uh, you know, so we – we as a coaching staff, we just bought into we're going to play faster than you. We were really athletic. We didn't have great size. So I didn't have rim protector. I didn't have an easy bucket. So for us, we play, we just play fast with the ball in our hand. Does that mean we don't press? I'm not saying that. I just told you earlier, Justin Combs is great on the defensive side of the ball, and he's going to be a big help to our program here uh, in helping us speed up that side. But we just we play fast with the ball in our hands, and, you know, we're trying to shoot 
33s a game, and we're saying, hey, if I can shoot it that many times, then that's going to allow for long rebounds, and long rebounds is going to be harder for you to block my athlete. And so that kind of is where this thing came to be. And, and it happened, like I said, in, in 2008 and 2009 at Dyersburg. And uh, three years into the system, we had us in sub-state. In year uh, four, year five, we were at the state tournament. And we were doing it with nobody bigger than 5'8". Yeah, so you had basically almost five guards almost. It, or, or we had, yeah, you, well, you know, we had, we had five guards, but three of them had to be dogs. Two of them had to be dogs. They <laughs> exactly. literally had to be a dog. Hard <laughs> bigger. Uh, I'm I'm big teaching man to man. We're going to we're going to take the time. We're going to drill it. We're going to teach it, and uh, we're then we're going to cater the, our man to man stuff to what we could do. So, you know, when I had six four, we funneled everything toward her. So we would just turn everything middle and said, "Come on in here if you want to shoot over Ole Miss. Let's see how it works out for you." Um, when we lost our six fours. Um, one year, uh, we were really quick on the ball, so we denied everything, and we played hand on the passing lane. Um, one year, we weren't as quick on the ball, but we were long, so we gapped everything up, or what people talk about today is being pack line defense. So we kind of fit it toward our personnel with always the, the underlying thought of we're going to guard you man, and we're going to guard the ball. Those things are going to go down. Now, what we do behind that is going to be based on our own personnel. Right, I love that. Um, we actually run our – we run more of a matchup zone. I find like at our level we play against a lot of schools that have tremendous, tremendous athletes. Um, we like to disguise our, our defense where the teams literally don't know if it's man-to-man or zone. So we play, right. we play kind of a, a matchup zone where we're always pressuring the ball, but we really get in the gaps. Um, and we literally pick up our zone, our matchup, at half court. Right. So it looks like so that's something that we do. What do you what do you kind of do that's a little bit different with your defense? Well, we we're all about changing, making you have to change gears and concept. The last two years at Riverdale, uh, we were really good. Like we're going to guard you, and at Riverdale we were long. We were not big. I didn't have a six footer on the team, but I did have six five elevens that were long and athletic and. Uh, so we were, we were really good guarding the ball. We could pressure you, and we could, we could stay on the passing lane a little bit. But we still didn't want to get beat on dribble penetration and, and kick. So we turned the ball and our half-court man a lot to the left. And we did that. So, you know, on the right side of the floor, we were not giving up strong baseline because we felt like if we gave that up, you know, when I'm playing a national schedule and I'm playing 6-3, 6-3 on the block, my 5-11s, they don't really care what's going on down there. So we really wanted you to try to make you play in spots you didn't like. And then, like you said, you talked about picking your guys, picking kids up at half court. We played a, we played a, a two, two, one, we called it choke and we would choke the floor at about the three quarter line. And then we all back into that. So the two, two, one was kind of a relaxed, you know, and then we would pick you up full court. Well then, uh, you know, we might come out the next possession and we were long. We, we get in a one, three, one and trap the corners. So we were always changing defenses based on did you how we you know did we come out of a timeout did we come out of a dead ball, or we got to the point my last year where we could just change we changed on makes misses a lot, you know where was if it was a make or miss, we're in this defense we're in that defense and you know picking kids up in different spots anything I could do to make you uncomfortable because we're I mean one of the key terms for us. Uh, on the offensive side is rhythm. I mean, we make our kids say it every day to each other. Like, we'll literally stop practice. You tell your teammate. Offense is rhythm. And we were big on keeping our teammate in rhythm, making a perfect pass to a perfect pocket to a perfect shot. And uh, when you drill that stuff to them, you know, the flip of that is if I can make you uncomfortable or out of rhythm, how many shots are you going to make? So that was kind of, you know, that's kind of the basis of our defense. I, I don't know what we'll be able to get done here. We're, we're crazy young. I'm eighth, ninth, and tenth graders. Now there's some really talented ones. I'm not, I'm not giving them to anybody else. But we're going to play, you know, a high school schedule this year, and we're going to do. We'll be down in Atlanta. We'll be kind of down your way, January fifth, sixth. Uh, it's a she got game classic over at McEachern. 
Oh yeah, you get you got to say, hey, coach, I'm going to get your schedule. I'd love to come out and kind of watch you guys and kind of meet you out there. That'd be cool. Yeah, it'd be awesome. It'd be awesome. But but like I said, it, it, it's uh, you know we want to play fast with the ball in our hands. So we're very meticulous in how we teach it. Uh, we're we're big in odds. We um, you know one one thing that I do, I'll have we'll have a manager chart odds. So like if we're you know, and I'm sure you do too. You'll play three on two, two on one, or you'll play a two on one. Your odds, and if you can't shoot seventy five percent in odds, then we need to stop and readjust ourselves. You know, we may shoot pressure free throws, and we're running for you know. We were three. We were three makes away from being seventy-five percent today in odds. So we're going to shoot those free throws off pressure in front of the team. They're going to be clean, no rim, no nothing. And if you don't, then we're going to we're going to do some sprinting because we're not we're not ready to play as fast as we're trying to play, and still play at the level we're trying to play at. So just make it about the system always. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I, I'm I'm writing down some some notes here. I love what you're saying. Um, coach, tell me a little bit about, um, philosophy of AAU. I, I have actually, um, we run what we call Nike elite out here. It's a big program, um, in this area. And actually <clears throat> we're building kind of a high school, uh, gym and campus out. Hey Randy, I thought we were going pretty good there. Uh, we rolling, man. We were rolling. Hey. I know you got to go. I know you're a busy guy. Hey, just a couple more questions for you. And what I was uh, trying to mention before is um, we're starting a Nike elite program out here. Um, and uh, we're going to have that run through our, our school um, mainly because I want an opportunity for our kids to play in the program, but also to bring, you know, some, some great players onto this campus. What's your philosophy and opinion on being associated with, um, AAU basketball. Well, uh, I'm currently uh, I work for the Tennessee Flight, which is an EYBL program. Uh, I, I help run their tournaments uh, in Louisville. We do Run for the Roses, and uh, we also do Battle of the Borough. So there's about I don't know 1,200 teams there, as many colleges. So I'm I'm in anything that's going to help kids get seen, get better, and then play against kids at a high level. That's a great thing. Um, our best players that, that are here right now at Lakeway are kids that are playing basketball at that highest level. And, uh, you know, so I'm – every kid at Riverdale in my program there was playing AAU basketball at a high level. They weren't playing on just an independent team that was uh, trying to get some local games. So, you know, more so than not playing on the uh, – you know, playing on the exposure circuit. And I, I really think that that's big and important uh, for kids from a development standpoint – and as well as, uh, you know, from an exposure standpoint. I, I think you almost have to. I, particularly, I mean, I know it's sometimes tough in a public school, but I think you de- if you're, if you're going to win state championships, uh, you, you have to have your kids playing. Or you, I don't think you have a chance. I mean, they got yeah, to be involved, don't you think? I, I don't think – I think that's without question. And, uh, you know, this past year we had um, – we had – three kids from from Riverdale played on the Nike EYBL top team. And, you know, that's why they're going to continue with their success. Uh, but also knowing that, you know, numbers eight, nine, and ten that were on the team in the depth chart, those kids are all playing too. Currently right now, um, our top seven kids here at Lakeway, granted they're young. I mean, we're talking seven, eight, nine, and ten and tenth graders. These kids are all playing high-level AAU. Uh, we've got a seventh grader that's the number two kid in the state. Uh, Maddie Hawk's got a chance to be an outstanding player. Um, she won a national championship this past year with the Alabama Stars. So, um, you know, we've got a six-four kid that's a sophomore in our program. That's you know she's at least a mid-major right now in, in Maggie Vick. She plays with the Kentucky Premier EYBL program. So, you know, these kids are playing at, at a high level and they're getting good coaching. And you know, more so than anything else. You know, I, I would say this, even for a kid that's eight, nine, or ten, I feel personally that you would be better off playing at the higher level and not being the star as opposed to playing at a lower level and and being that star. And I, I, I'll just I, – I, for instance, I mean, are you can you have 
is is South Carolina, Maryland, and Notre Dame guarding you every day you know, when you're working <laughs> right. out. Right. You know, or, or is uh, Wabash Valley guarding you? I, I'm just saying. So, uh, I, you know, we've had kids – I've had coaches come in my gym at Riverdale that, that look at me and go, that, she's a 20-21. She's a okay, well, Brene Alexander, for instance, she's committed to Vanderbilt, going to be an outstanding player this year for them. I'm excited about watching her play. She was a sophomore playing on the junior EYBL team and only getting about eight or nine minutes a game. Well, she was doing that when she was in between her freshman and sophomore year of high school. She was playing with juniors. And I had coaches walk in my gym and tell me, I remember her. She played on the flight top team. So she didn't play a whole lot, but she always did something. Something always happened when she came in. Okay, well, that kid's – she's at Vanderbilt right now as a freshman. Uh, ditto for uh, the Whittington Twins that are at MTSU. They played up. And, you know, when you start doing that, you start you start challenging yourself to a whole different level than you know what you're getting at a high school uh, in practice. Yeah, I love that because we have one kid. Uh, we have a Destiny McClendon. She's a sophomore. She plays on the Nike Elite out here, and she is not a starter. She's probably you know probably eighth ninth man. But I'm telling you, she, she's getting better, and she's playing. I mean, in some great tournaments. Uh, Absolutely. And um, and now we got some younger kids. I don't, I don't think we have – we probably don't have the talent. It sounds like you got some really good players, uh, some young players. Um, but um, I, I love that. You got to play – you got to play better, don't you? You got to play kids that are better than you. I, I think you got to. And, you know, these the kids that we've got here right now, we you know, we've got some young ones. Uh, we've got, you know, what I feel like is the best eighth-grade shooting guard in this area committed to our school. and and enrolled and man she's just tough i mean she's gym rat i can't open the gym enough for her she's <laughs> calling me on labor day coach you mind if i get some shots up no I don't mind. I'll, I'll, I'll see you at the gym but those those are the kind of kids that are program makers and you know where her upside you know she's not big as a minute but she can shoot it at 22 feet right now and she's got the ball on a string when it's in her hand well she's about to be an eighth grader that's going to get thrown into a high school mix and so she's going to be stronger than her for a year. Yeah. But what's she going to do the next year when she comes back and she's supposed to be a junior, but she's just a freshman because she just got junior minutes or sophomore minutes in her eighth grade year. You know, it, it's just exciting for me to think about the opportunities that are in front. Uh, our school is six through 12 on the same campus under the same administration. Well, in the state of Tennessee, you can play as an eighth grader if that's the case. So these kids can all play up. So, you know, what, what we started right now is eight, nine, and tens. Well, they're gonna they're gonna play high school schedule this year. We've got uh, a nice set of mid-major uh, D2 to mid-major guards that are around her that are going, let's go, giddy up. Yeah, and sometimes girls, they're the best as eighth graders, I've noticed. Yeah, they'll mature a little faster. <laughs> question about that. There, yeah, there's no yeah. question about that. Uh, you know, I, I'm just, you know, like I said, I'm going to walk back minutes and and uh, those are the kids that are in there. You yeah, know, every one yeah. of my high-level AAU kids are the ones that are here. This is open gym. This is not required. Tomorrow's required. Tomorrow's Skills Academy. Right. If you got a love for basketball, you better have your tail in there. But today is a is a on your own. And I just saw 6'4 pull up who just got out of an individual workout with her trainer that's coming to our open gym now. I mean, that's what we have. We're just young. I just got to be so patient, so patient. So if you can say a little prayer for me, it will be to help me be patient, brother. Yeah, yeah, I will. I will. Hey, Randy, the last question is I know you got to go. I know you got to go to your open gym. Hey, um, give the listeners um, what is one key, even one key leadership principle, what is one key – program builder what is one key thing you can give to the coaches who are out there um anything in particular you can give them before you go Jeez, man i may have just i may have just hit the nail on the head it probably just came out of my mouth the truth be known if you're at program rebuild and you want to do it the right way you you have to be patient you just have to be uh this program over here from ground zero um we'd like to think that because we've had some success 
uh, our coaches have had some success in the past that kids have gravitated toward that. I would hope that kids are gravitating toward us because of the mission of our school, uh, the Christian environment that we're presenting to them. But I think you got to, if you're going to do it at the highest level, it's crazy to say, but kids are a little different. You got to kind of sell your program a little bit. You know, you do. And uh, you, you cannot like to hear that or you can like to hear that. But, but those days of you sitting around and because you're working hard, people just suddenly walking in the door, I, I don't know if that's, that's the case anymore. I think now you, be, you got to be visible. I think kids need to see that, that you're invested in, uh, in them and their – and I think when they see that, when you start demonstrating that, whether that be me walking in here in this open gym with my kids that are already here or if, if that be me sitting in an AAU event, uh, you know, in, in May – and letting them know that, look, you know what? Lakeway Christian Academy cares about their kids. They're, they want to see you do well. I think that those things are important, uh, especially uh, in the development of building a championship program. Yeah, and I love that. And, uh, Coach, I mean, Randy, I mean, thank you so much for joining me. I, I appreciate that. And, um, hey, you have shown patience in this podcast, right? <laughs> time five. I'm going, uh, man, if it takes us that long to get this drill right tomorrow, I hope I'm as patient, dear Lord. <laughs> hey, I'm going to I'm gonna be keeping track of you. And uh, just in the back of your mind, I want to get you out here to our clinic next year. Um, and uh, I'll send you kind of the brochure of you know, the type of coaches we have out here and so forth. I think you would you would fit right in, do a great job. But I want to wish I, you the best. Be be Kevin, I'd love to. Uh, in fact, I – I, I, anything I can do to give and help someone else along to, to have, you know, some of the success that I've been blessed with through the years, being able to coach the type of kids I've been able to coach through throughout the years. I mean, I want to – I absolutely want to nurture that for someone else. Uh, next week I'm going to be down in Memphis uh, speaking at uh, a coach's clinic down there to a bunch of the younger coaches in the Memphis area and just what it takes to build a championship culture and a championship program. You know, for me, it's going to eventually turn into, you know what, man, let me tell you how we like to play fast because that is truly my passion. Absolutely on that. And I appreciate you sharing with us. And I know you're going to have a great impact on that school and community. Randy, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, coach. Take care and good luck to you, man. Come see me in Atlanta. Let's get together. I will. I'll do that. Thanks, coach. Okay. All right. Thank see you. you. <clears throat>